You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. to our debut episode of our First Division 2022-23 West of Scotland Football League season preview on SM Media. I'm Scott Pike. it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. On the debut episode of this show we are going to take a look at the following clubs, St Caddox, Nielsen, Rutherland Glencairn and Bonnet and Thistle. For St Caddox we spoke to their manager John Doyle about their aspirations for the season ahead. Milston co-manager Derek Carson as well, we speak to him about moving up to the First Division and what they have got planned for this season. Rather than Glencairn manager Willie Harvey about how they are hoping to gain promotion back to the Premier Division at the first time of asking. And the new manager of Bonneton Thistle, Ross Wilson, about taking the job at Bonneton and their aspirations for the season upcoming. Let's start the show by talking to St Caddock's manager John Doyle. So it's a pleasure to welcome on to the season preview, John Doyle, the manager of St. Carrick's. John, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming on. Pleasure to be here, mate. Pleasure. To... Thanks for asking me. Pleasure. How are you? Aye, busy. It's been a busy time. I'm just back for holiday just earlier. So I see nice and relaxed. It's not really been a relaxing holiday. Um, just we always are missing a few pre-season games there. Um, so it'll be a bit hard to take that one. But just try to get back into the kind of swing of things just now. Aye. Obviously, it's been a, a weird couple of years for the for football as a whole, but last season, good finish, obviously, probably one position short of where you wanted to be, but mm-hmm. overall, good season? Um, well, we came in also in January, um, and the idea was also to make some kind of progression, so we inherited with our third and we managed to get into second, so we've made a, a small progression with it, but as you say, the club's ambition was to win the league and get promoted and they never managed that so um, it, probably overall a disappointment season for the club in terms of where their ambitions were but in terms of for us it was a kind of a small progression um, and obviously getting to a cup final which ended in, they didn't end the way we wanted either so yeah. all in all probably we did okay um, but at the end of the day it was just a case of assessing the squad and assessing where we were and what we needed for, for this season Yeah absolutely we'll touch on obviously the the quick turnaround for the last summer. It's not been obviously as as long as kind of probably a lot of teams want, but how hard's it been to kind of get everything in order for the new season? We we were pretty much assessing and looking like for the I think that most clubs probably did for January the minute we, we know we can we can start speaking to players who are out of contract. We were very, very busy and very active um right for the off. So we can add a, a fresh idea um in terms of maybe who we wanted to bring in, but at the same time, we were still assessing the squad also. So it was pretty busy. Um, and it was, it's just been kind of non-stop, to be honest with you, since we've got in. And it's been one of the kind of things there since the season kind of finished. By and large, we had a lot of business kind of done um, quite early on. Um, so we were kind of happy enough with that. But we're still obviously looking. There's always, there's always maybe room for one or two. Um, and it's just been hectic the last couple of weeks there. Between... between um, uh, the, the, the holiday period it's, it's just been horrendous so with a lot of players missing the holidays myself including my staff also I think last week uh, it was it was kind of one of Barry Lemke who, who's kind of 
more classes I kind of committee manually we always had to take the team because we were all away at the same time so it was in, in here in the Covid so it just been one of the kind of things but it's been hectic in that regard um, and also like so we, we player recruitment and stuff like that as well we end up with a, a crazy amount of injuries so we have um, in a short a short space of time and some of the length injuries as well so it's not been playing sailing since we came in and it's been a lot of hard work, but at the end of the day, we're, that's what you sign up for, isn't it? When you're, no matter what it is, you're, you're, you're working hard to go and get the best players and do the best you can. Yeah, you have that. Obviously, we'll touch on some of the players they brought in. We'll start with the two, kind of, the big ones, obviously. Chris Eskin for East Kilbride and Grant Anderson for Forfa. They're the two kind of big, experienced players. How how good is it to get them in the door and how good do you think they'll be for the other players in the team? I think, I mean, to get the two of them has been excellent. I've known Grant since he was 16, so he was right. a kind of, he kind of almost grew up with me, he was five years of me, so it was quite, quite um, he was with plan retired, to be fair, Grant. Um, so it was a wee bit of kind of persuading to try and get him to go to that mindset, because I still think he's got another few years left in him, but I know he was desperate to get into the reckon of referees, a qualified referee, and yeah. they were pushing for him to go into that kind of side of things, so and he's keen to do that, but I was hoping to get an ass season on which he's certainly agreed to. Um, so again, Grant and, and obviously Chris, two big names, two names that that and, and listen, any day, any day, names count for nothing if you don't come in and work hard and do the do the job. So yeah. for me, that was the most important thing. They're two good characters, more than anything else. Um, they're two good lads and they're very professional. So definitely, I think obviously Chris had maybe played in six months, so we're just trying to get him up to speed uh, with game time. Trying to get minutes in the legs. Uh, and the same with Grant. Grant was kind of stop start a bit before for so even he at the moment is not up to full speed yet. Again, he, he missed he was away on holiday as well. So we're trying to get people up to speed a little bit and they two will be certainly they're, they're good characters, good guys in the dressing room, very professional. So hopefully that they they kind of way they lead their lead their life, if you like, on the on a training pitch the, the, the players can pick up off it. Yeah, and there was obviously some other players as well. Ross Smith, Kieran Hughes, Ronan Sweeney, Gavin Mitchell, Alan Murdoch, Smart Osdalaw. There's a lot of kind of really good players there who have been really good at this level for a long time. What was it about St. Cardiff's think that kind of enticed them to come? <laughs> well, to be honest, I know a lot of boys sort of helped, but I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, you're paying my fortune and stuff like that, <laughs> so that's the reason why they're coming. Um, but no, so we, we're, we're selling them a, a kind of a bigger picture. Um, for us, to be honest, it's more about... The kind of longevity and the, and the kind of plan for the club. That's the that's the kind of biggest thing for us. And our setup's different class, you know. Apart mm-hmm. from what we're not got our own ground as yet, but in terms of where the players are well looked, they're well looked after. You know what I mean? In terms of you don't they want for nothing. Um, and it's a dream to work with the guys. You know, using you know Barry Lemkes as a prime example, he looks after the players so so well. Um, and what he does for the players, can on and off the pitch and stuff, it's different class. So. It's a big selling point for the club in terms of where we currently are and where the journey is going to take us and, and what that journey looks like. So, obviously, we've got to bring these players in. And in the day, we've, we've got good players there, but in the end of the day, we've also players who weren't interested in coming to this division either. Um, that we spoke to. So, it's not been all certainly plain sailing um, in terms of recruitment, but we've obviously recruited a good squad of players. But as I said, a lot of players didn't fancy this division. I think a lot of players see it. They would rather maybe sit in the, in the Premier League and be in the Premier League, albeit they may or may not struggle at times and whatever. But I think a lot of players were kind of put off with the division, how tight it's going to be next season and the kind of competition that's involved in it. So the recruitment is, as you say, there's a lot of good players in there. And there, but as I said, it doesn't make a good team. You know, we're, we're going to have to work hard to be a good team and be a, a good togetherness. Um, 
certainly names on paper don't win games, obviously, you know what I mean? So it's important for us where we get the dynamics right and we get the characters right and the mentality, most importantly, that work ethic and, and the rest, hopefully, will kind of take care of itself, really. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned there, obviously, seven teams coming down for the Premier Division and the likes of the second, third and fourth in the three conferences. It's, it's going to be a very competitive league. Would you agree with that? 100%. I think, as you say, the teams that are coming down, as well as a few others, we expect to go straight back up. Um, and I'm looking at them saying there's a lot of disappointed teams in there and you're, you're just hopeful you're not one of them. You know, and it's, it is going to be the competition. is going to be really, really stiff. Um, you're trying to do a little bit of homework and other teams, their recruitment and stuff like that as well. And they're signing some good players as well. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough, tough division. But that's all right saying even the players, sorry, the club that's coming, that's coming down the divisions and even some that are in, finished well in the conferences last year. There's a few who are effectively used as a promotion. Um, Johnston Borough, for instance, you know, being one of them, I know Jamie really, really well when he's recruited really well. I use them as an example there, and Thornwood is another one. Again, two two signs that people may look at and go, uh, we'll fancy a chance against them. I've watched these teams, I know these guys that are on this, these teams, and they'll be hard working, hard to, hard to beat, and they'll be very much a force. And so I, I'm very much wary, you know, just about the teams that's, that's came down and the teams that run about the other conferences are up the top end. I'm, I'm very much aware that there are other teams who people may not look at, you know, every, every, I think every game you need to be on it in this, in this league next season. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on, John, and best of luck for the season ahead. Thanks very much. See you now. Cheers. So it's a pleasure to welcome Nielsen's co-manager, Derek Carson, to the show. Derek, thank you very much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Scott, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. How are we? How are we looking forward to the new season? Yeah, I, I'm buzzing for the, uh, the new season. Um, the squad's looking good. Uh, played a few friendlies. Obviously, the last couple of friendlies have been a wee bit tough with boys going on holiday, but we had a few back last night. So, uh, boys have come back in good shape. Uh, there's a couple of boys maybe have got a wee bit more fitness work to do, but apart from that, the boys have come back in good shape. So, pre-season's been really good. Brilliant. We'll touch a wee bit on, obviously, last season. Third in Conference C behind Peter Sowendrum Chapel, but... Obviously, securing promotion to the first division, it must be a really good kind of season you had last year. That's it. When we, when we sat down with the committee um, kind of before last season, the aim was to finish in that top four. Uh, if we didn't finish in that top four, it would have been kind of a, a kind of relegation for us. So, uh, obviously, the conference that we were in was it was incredibly hard yeah. looking at the teams. Uh, disappointed in the end up. I think we just ran out a wee bit of steam. Just probably squad depth kind of kind of killed us a wee bit. Uh, we went on a really good run and let's be honest, nobody could have seen the, the run that Peters Hill went on so uh, they well deserve to go and win the league and uh, Drumchapel were just unlucky obviously in goal difference as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, obviously the past couple of kind of pre-seasons have been kind of stop-start with COVID and things like that so what's this kind of something like? Is it good to kind of get back to normal in some way? Oh, 100%. Aye, but we probably had a lot of time off. I think we'd kind of the guts of 10 weeks off for our last right. game to come in and played. So the boys got a good enough break. But uh, fair play to the boys. They've come back in some shape uh, and they've worked hard. I think they got quite a lot of them get into five asides during the kind of close season. So kept ourselves ticking over. So pre-season's actually been really good. We've not had to work them as hard as what we thought we would. Brilliant. We'll touch a bit on your transfer activity. I'll start with a couple of players that have left. Obviously, Kieran Brophy, Connor Bulger and Stephen Stirling have all left. How kind of big losses will they be? They will be big losses. Um, obviously, we wanted to keep all three of them. Um, they, all three of them were offered new deals, but when we spoke to them, 
the three of them, just, I think they really wanted kind of a new challenge, which is fair enough. Uh, young Connor wanted to go and try himself in the top league and hats off to the wee man. He's went and signed by a, a big club in Kilwinning. Kieran mm-hmm. uh, decided he wanted a fresh challenge. I think a few of his pals play with Johnston Borough, so he went there and Steph. Uh, Steph used to play with Ryan Boris, who's the coach at Renfrew. Yeah. Um, and I think he fancied a challenge there as well. So, listen, we, we, we shook hands and we, they go with our best wishes, you know what I mean? So, it's any time me and Chris have lost a player, we've always left in good terms because you never know what happens in football, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. absolutely. A couple of players we brought in as well, Dylan Henry for Coburnley and Lewis Kinnaird, some a couple of really good players there, but who else you can have brought in so far this summer? Uh, we brought in uh, Sean Gallagher from St Ants, uh, very good midfielder, very experienced. Um, we brought in Peter Haggerty who was at Ardrossan last right. year but he was injured for quite a lot of the season uh, so he's managed to get his ankle obviously back fit and stuff like that he's been great and we've brought up uh, two boys from our 20s young Dom and we signed boy young Owen Adam through the week there who has shown up really well at pre-season so good good additions very good additions um, and looking at them Lewis brings so much experience to the back line as well yeah. very good t- in the park and Sean's hit the ground running since he's been in other friendlies and he's played every friendly you know what I mean so Sean's been he's been a mainstay so far in the team Yeah What's the kind of pre-season been like I know obviously yesterday Dylan Fletcher scored a hat-trick against St Peter's so what's the kind of pre-season been like how good's it been for the players to get some games under their belt uh, It's been really good obviously the first two games we played Arthurly uh, we played them at our park first they beat us 2-1 uh, probably was a we were better team in the first half they were better in the second half. Uh, and then the second leg, again, we, we lost a guy after, I think it was after half an hour. So we played most of that game with 10 men and the boys were absolutely fantastic. 3-1 and then Arthur scored in the dying seconds to take it to penalties and then obviously it's just a lottery in the penalties. But Ivy Dillon scored six goals in two games so the wee man's looking pretty sharp which is really good to see. And um, probably last touching on last season again, it's probably goals for that killed us. Um, our goals against record for the last few seasons since me and Chris have took over has been absolutely incredible. Um, probably last season just the goals for. So that's how bringing Dylan Henry in. Hopefully he can give the, the other couple of strikers that are there a wee jag and hopefully get more goals this season. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we've touched on is obviously with everybody is just how competitive the league is with seven coming down and the, the conferences kind of splitting up. How tough does the league look in paper? <laughs> it looks incredibly tough. And it does not help that my first two games are two teams that get relegated. Um, away to Coburnley in the first game and then home to Burb in the second game. So the boys know how tough the league's going to be. It's I would, it's like two Premier Leagues, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that are in there, obviously teams that came down, plus the ambitious teams that finished kind of second and third in the conferences. So every game, there's no. I don't think you'll see a team going on a six, seven, eight game unbeaten run. I think there'll be slip-ups all the way to the, the, the last game of the season. So, really looking forward to it and the players are really looking forward to it as well. Brilliant. What's your kind of overall targets for the season? Like if I was to give you your aspirations, what would they be? If being honest, me and Chris, uh, our young managers, we're enthusiastic. We want to be successful. So, we're not going to sit here and say we're happy to just sit mid-table. We're going to go for one of the three positions, the top three positions. And speaking to the players, that's where we've got players there that should be playing in the top league. Um, and we've managed to hold on to them and because they want to go and play in the top league with Nielsen. It's been too long since Nielsen have been in the top league, so mm-hmm. we're going to go for one of the three positions, definitely. 
Derek, we're wishing you all the best this season ahead. Thank you very much for coming on. No bother. Thanks, Scott. Cheers. So it's a pleasure to welcome the Rutherglen manager, Wally Harvey, to the show. Wally, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you for coming on. No problem, Scott. Thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. We'll touch on, obviously, last season. At 50 points is usually a brilliant season, but obviously the, the cruel nature of the league meant relegation to the first division. But there must have been some positives to take for the, the way he's played last year. Uh, there was a lot of positives. I mean, I'm, I've grumbled a lot about going down, but in fairness to myself, I did complain about seven teams going out of the division right at the very beginning. So it wasn't like I was being super grapes because we went down. Yeah. I, did, I did raise my objections at the beginning, but for us to, to attain 50 points on, on the budgets that we've got compared to some of the budgets in there, yeah, I mean, and I couldn't fault the boys, you know what I mean? And every other given year, that would have kept us in the division. Every other year, mm-hmm. that would have kept us in the division. And the kept us in the division comfortably. And it comes down, I mean, everybody can say ifs and buts, but I mean, we're one nothing up and we lost a goal in the 97th minute against Clyde Bank. Two points lost. Yeah. One nothing up up at uh, Peter Solves against Ross Vale. 92nd minute, we lose a goal. Two points lost, 54 points. 87th minute, one up against Largs. Penalty in the 87th minute, <laughs> two points lost, 56 points. Safe. But hey, it's the, it's the old story, you know. I mean, ifs and buts, everybody's got ifs and buts. So we accept it, but we'll try to point out to the boys that any given day we'd have been safe. So look upon it as you've been put down a division due to reconstruction, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to take the positive yeah. fate. And that's what we've done. And and it's worked. And, and, the, and the boys have been working really hard ever since. And what's obviously the, it's been a quick turnaround for last season. Obviously, the season finishing so late and this season starting so early. So it's been how hard's it been to kind of get the get back to kind of back to the kind of getting ready for the season to kick off. It's actually not been too bad. I mean, the boys got a wee break, maybe I think three, four weeks maximum. Uh, we did tell them that we'd have a minute for the player year dance and talk to the players. I don't like to bring boys in before the player year dance because I let them have the player year dance, enjoy it. There's some boys that will want to stay that will not stay. There's some boys that will want to stay, but we will not be wanting them to stay. So rather than cause any sort of grief, I like to do my, my speak, my talks afterwards. But I'll do my talks with other players, players that are not at the club as quickly as I possibly can. And we did that and we, we, we got some under the way. But no, the, the, the turnaround wasn't too bad for us, and which has proved our fitness level, I think, right now is really, really, really good. I'm really pleased with it. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. One of the big standouts of last season was Jack McElveen. How good is it to have him back on the back and board? Very good because we had to fight off a lot of suitors. You know what I mean? He's a young lad. He just stepped up for 21s. And to go into that Premier Division and score against Lights, Ock and Lakes, Darvos, Pollocks, and finishing 14 goals in his first season, you know I mean, it, it says it all. I mean, you had, you had him on chat last year talking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the boy works really, really, really hard. And in fairness, his, his head did get turned to a couple of clubs who contacted them directly. But fortunately enough, we recognised Christmas last year that we had an asset that we didn't want to lose. So we got them to agree an extended contract. And we just basically told clubs, you can't afford them. He's, he's not available. He's, he's certainly got enough money in your bank to buy them. You know, strikers don't come easy. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we brought back Jack back in and it, it says as much about him. The lad was great to deal with. We decided to up his, his deal a wee bit. And... Uh, He's quite happy, he's settled in there and he's doing really well, he's playing well. 
very good. Yeah, he's a terrific player. Your kind of transfer activity so far this summer, who have you kind of brought in to add to the yeah. squad? We brought in Ryan McManus for Ashfield, who scored 34 goals last year, yeah. uh, because we felt last year we were short up front because we were basically if Jack wasn't scoring, then we weren't scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, that was one of the areas that we, we really checked on. So we brought Ryan in, uh, and he's in, he's in fire. He's, 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 I don't think he's a real striker because he, everybody gave him a go against Canvas Lang and he said, no, it was Big Jacks. So, <laughs> So I basically told him, oh, you're not a real striker. This is where <laughs> claims every goal. So we brought him in. Uh, we brought Sean Hughes in. Sean is a player that we had watched went a long time ago against the 21s when he played for Ham- uh, Tower Hearts. So it was something we were interested in away then, but he went to Peter's Hill. And then he's had a few injuries, and but he came back and he went out and loaned to Wishaw. And we contacted him again at the end of the season and brought him in. And he was quite happy to come and join us. So, so that was a good deal, was um, the two of them have settled in really well. Harry Mitchell was another player everybody was chasing after, but we managed to keep a hold of Harry and we brought Harry in. So we're, we're quite happy with what's happening just now. Very good. Uh, the, competitive, you know, the competitive nature of the league is obviously something we've spoke about to everybody that's been on. Seven teams coming down and obviously the second, third and fourth for each conference. It's, it makes for a really tough league this year, would you agree? Absolutely. Everybody I've spoke to, I've said that. This league is actually going to be harder than the Premier League this year. Yeah, I mean, we, we've played we've played clubs in that division already uh, last year in a couple of games. Uh, unfortunately, Drumchapel beat us in the semi-final of the Cup. Yeah. They didn't perform on that day, but you can see really well-organised team. You've got Gar Cairn, you've got Benberg. We've got the seven teams, or the other six teams against us who are all decent, decent players. Cumbernauld will be hurting a wee bit because I think they were linked for a good season last year and knowing Tony Fraser as I do he was your player and he was your coach uh, having spoke to Tony and I they'll be competitive so I, I would say there's going to be a lot you know and even if you think he Thornywood Thornywood finished fourth last year I think it was mm-hmm. I think they were only about three or four points after the top of the league mm-hmm. you know so I, it's going to be one of the leagues that every part of the league is going to be contested to the bottom of the league to the top of the league I don't think there's going to be a middle for this league I think everybody competing will be competing at the top half or the bottom half. Yeah, absolutely. You can have for yourselves, though, what's your overall target for the season? What's your ambition? Promotion. 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 Promotion, uh, they've told the players that uh, we've we've got to consider ourselves a Premier League team. We've got to have that attitude in games and we've got to prove that on the pre-season games that we've played, our attitude on and off the park, uh, and basically told them if they don't feel that they're Premier League players, I don't want them at Glencairn mm-hmm. because we've had the taste of the Premier League. We like it and that's where we want to be. That's why we went and fought to get one and worked really hard to get one uh, SFA certification so that we can play in the big Scottish Cup as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the players know and as I say, the work rate has been outstanding. Uh, we brought in a new phase with Billy Ogilvy joining us uh, on the coaching staff. So it's, it's another new voice, you know, and, Training things, and I don't know if you heard that. As my granddaughter screaming, uh, new, new, new things that happen in the training ground. You know, just mixing things up a wee bit. So we told them our aim this year is a minimum promotion. That's a minimum that we're looking for this year. Brilliant. Well, we wish you all the best for the season ahead. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you. Hey, boss Scott. Take care, Paul. Catch up with you soon.
So we're delighted to be joined by the Bonnet manager, Ross Wilson. Ross, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the season preview. Thanks for joining me. No worries. How are you? Good. Good. As good as can be. Aye, it's, it's obviously it's a, it's an interesting season lining up. Obviously, you, you've took over at Bonnet in the summer. What was your kind of thoughts when you, you took the job? Was it an easy decision to head to Bonnet? Uh, yes and no. I think uh, when you, you first go to Bonnet and the facility speaks for itself. Um, it, you know, slap bang in the middle of Kilmarnock and obviously everybody knows about Kilmarnock Football Club and um, certainly Bonnet were a successful side uh, when I was growing up uh, ranks and obviously they went down to the south of Scotland League and then moved across to the west of Scotland and obviously their, their, uh, their troubles last season were kind of well documented. I don't think they were a particularly bad side, but maybe um, it was just a, a step too far to, to fall into the league with massive clubs and big budgets and different things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Obviously as well, it's been a quick turnaround for last season. How are you going to settle down and how are you going to get used to the squad? What's it been like when you went in? Yeah, we, we didn't want to go and totally obliterate it. I think yeah, we wanted to get in and see what was there, see if there was anything that we could do to help the, the existing uh, staff, the existing players. Um, and we've worked hard over the last uh, six weeks or so, just trying to, you know, get the spirits up, get team fit, you know, work on a few things tactically. We've brought in a couple of boys as well. So... We're we're happy with where we're at at the moment. We totally understand that there is a lot of work still to be done, but the players recognise that as well. And you know they've been a total credit to themselves because we've not had any. There's been nobody coming in and and really giving us any problems. You know they've all bought into what we're trying to do, and you know things are going okay. Brilliant. What about kind of pre-season? Has it been good to get some games into the belt and kind of get a look at this kind of squad for the season ahead? I think pre-season games are always the same. I think, um, you know, you can't get too carried away with it and you can't get too disheartened with it. You know, we've, we've played three uh, different teams, three very different challenges. Um, and, you know, we've did okay. There's been different circumstances amongst the three teams that were picked, there's been circumstances around the subs that we've made, but everybody's in the same boat. Um, and it, it's been good to get the games under our belt. And obviously, you look at this time of year to try and iron out um, you know, things before the start of the season. If you're conceding a certain type of goal, you want to remove that from um, the, the league games. And if there's... You know, if you're working on shape, you, you kind of get to understand what what kind of shape suits the players, what what's within the capabilities of the squad, and that's something that we've used this preseason to do. We've we've gave everybody um, a lot of time on the park, and we've tried a few others in different positions just to see uh, what they can bring to the party, and it, it has been wholly positive. And as I said, I don't, I don't get too bogged down with results or get carried away with results. You, you know, these things are irrelevant. You know, nobody wins prizes um, in July. 
Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about as well about your your kind of players you brought in. Like, who's kind of been the some of the kind of big signings you brought in over the summer so far? Uh, big signings. You're probably going to put a wee bit of pressure on them. <laughs> um, no, but what we we kind of went for people that we, we we obviously didn't know what was going to be staying. We had a chat. We had a chat with uh, the majority of the boys who. Um, who had been at the club last season, whether they were moving on to, to other things at the end of the season. There was a couple who didn't bother coming in to speak to us, which is totally their prerogative, and they've, sort, they've sorted themselves out with other clubs. Uh, we then looked at what we felt that we needed, what we felt we needed in the changing room, what we felt that, you know, there's a lot of things... Uh, a lot of things at play in terms of trust, you know, boys yeah. that you know going to come in, and that's no to say that we didn't trust other boys that have been with us before. It's just we felt at that time that we to bring a certain type of player in, and we'll, we'll, we have recruited um, in that manner. Uh, we're still looking. Uh, I think you've always got to try and improve. Uh, we don't stand still. We, we if something comes across the desk that we think can improve us, you know, we'll certainly we'll certainly look to explore that. Um, but in terms of players, we, we brought in um, Kyle McAvoy, uh, Paul O'Donnell, Chris Love, Michael Brown, Callum McDonald, uh, and Craig Patterson from Mary Hill, who we, we worked with last season. Um, we brought in Rory Campbell from Madras and Winton Rovers, and Rory's a player that I've that I've came up against uh, in numerous occasions over the years, and we felt that he, he would add something to the team. Uh, we signed Jordan Duffy from Beath, who is uh, a very good left back, um, and we've added a player last night and uh, Clinton Onoto who. Can play in several positions for us, um, so we we are continuing to recruit. We're not finished in that sense, and you know it would, it would be silly to say that we weren't open-minded about anything that could come in and potentially help us um, improve. Yeah, absolutely. As well, we'll we'll talk about as well about your kind of overall targets for the season ahead. It's going to be a very competitive league. So, what's your kind of ambitions for the season and the kind of league position wise? Look, I think uh, well, Bonneton played 42 games in all competitions last season. They won four. Um, I think they drew three and they lost the rest of them. I think the goal difference in all competitions was minus 78. Right. They lost 118 goals in the league itself. So we're just looking to, to improve on that. You know, uh, when I say improve, decrease. You know, if we finish the season having lost 117 goals, we'll maybe say that's an improvement. But, you know, we're, we, uh, we're looking to just improve things. You know, we're, we're not going to come in and say, oh, we're planning this, we're planning that. We totally understand that there's a, there's a big challenge. Uh, there's a lot of good sides in the league. There's a lot of experienced managers, experienced clubs. Um, experienced players as well uh, and you know although seven came down from the Premier League you know out with ourselves uh, those six will want to get back up um, 
and there'll be teams who have been very competitive at the top of their conferences, who we know fairly well, um, having come up against them either last season or having uh, been involved yeah. in games over the years. And I mean, these clubs speak for themselves in terms of history. Um, but, you know, it will be a very competitive season. And as far as we are concerned, we are, we are going to just, you know, go about our business, look to improve the squad on the coaching part, but also uh, off the park as well. And, and, you know, where we end up will be where we end up. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ross, and best of luck for the season ahead. Cheers.